Welcome back to another week of the Oklahoma Sports Bros podcast. This is a uh, kind of a weird week for all of us. We got uh, I'm on the road. I'm actually in San Antonio um, going to the OU game. So I'm uh, staying with family now. So I am actually recording this out in my car um, because the house is chaotic with um, three kids under the age of, I don't know, nine. So it's uh, really loud in there. So. That's what I got going on. Got tons of stuff going on between all of us. So we're going to try and keep this episode pretty short and sweet. Um, But that being said, we'll just kick it off with the OU game. Um, The reason I'm down here in San Antonio. um, it On paper, it looks like a good game. It looks like a pretty solid matchup all around. Um, A lot of opt-outs on both sides. Organs, um, big. Uh, pass rusher that's probably going to go in the top five of the NFL draft, Kayvon Thibodeau, is um, opted out. Pretty much all of OU's defensive line has opted out. Um, I've actually heard between opt-outs and um, injuries and basically COVID, um, Oregon is down to 60 to 65 players, but it does sound like they are pushing to want to play the game. So it does not sound like this one's going to be canceled. I'm not making any promises, though. So, um, but that—that's kind of where we're at um, with this game. I think it'll be pretty, pretty fun. Caleb Williams is going to play. Marvin Mims is going to play. Um, Mario Williams is going to play. All the guys that you kind of um, were wondering <laughs> about seem like they're going to play. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard on Theo Weiss yet, so uh, I don't know, but. It, it, it seems like it will be a pretty pretty good week, um, pretty good setup for OU. Oregon seems shorthanded a little bit. Um, I don't know what all they're missing. I'm not going to pretend to be an Oregon expert, and I'm not going to pretend to be um, something that I'm not um, knowing everything about Oregon. I've literally watched one Oregon or two Oregon games this year. One was against Ohio State and the other was against Utah. And mm. I turned that off at half. So, how come? Um, because I was wrong. Oh, I'm glad you admit it. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I do welcome in my two hosts, uh, co hosts, because I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I guess I'm just too busy and uh, too much in a hurry, I guess. Um, Ryan Perkins. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us in your holy uh, place. Yeah, I I just went off rambling there, trying to uh, trying to get it through, I guess. But um, maybe I should just slow it down a little bit. Kurt, how do you feel about this game? It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, I think it's gonna be kind of cool. I think I hope they use this as an opportunity to see the depths on both teams. I mean, we've obviously, we've got some of the big names playing for OU, but I'm really curious to see what happens for uh, Oregon. And so uh, that's about as much as I got, to be honest, I've been incredibly busy. And so I haven't put too much research or thought into it, but I'm just really looking forward to the game. I can't wait to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. um, In case you guys want to see me on TV, I will be on the Oklahoma side 
Oklahoma end zone behind the goal in the second row. If you guys want to be watching out for All me, right. that will be um, anytime they kick a field goal through um, that side of the field, um, be looking out for me. I, I'll be right there. Um, if you um, want to make fun of me, you can do that too. Will you be in your sweater? What? No, I won't be in a sweater. Why would I be in a sweater? <sighs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, I wore it. I wore an ugly Christmas sweater one time and Perkins is like, Perkins thinks that I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's funny. And so I just, anyways, continue on, sir. I, I just don't get it. Like I've worn ugly Christmas sweaters before. I wear them every Christmas. <laughs> and then I wear it this year and you just die laughing. So I don't know. Perkins is just being a bully. That's just what he is, I guess. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big bully. That's what I am. <laughs> um, but off your point, I am I'm kind of intrigued to see some of the depth um, with all the opt-outs on the defensive line. Perry on Winfrey, uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Nick Benito all opting out. I'm interested to see players like Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes get their uh, time in the spotlight. Also, um, I'm interested to see Danny Stutzman at linebacker and some of these other guys that are really highly touted um, that didn't see much time. So that'll be pretty interesting to see as well. Woody Washington is playing, so that's good. He's healthy again. Um, so that'll be good to see. And it does seem like DJ Graham is playing as well. And we do have news that Woody Washington is coming back next year. Marvin Mims is coming back next year. Um, these guys have all come out in media this week and said basically – to that effect that they are coming back. So um, so that that's pretty exciting for OU football to see that. Um, it's kind of stabilizing. OU does pick up a big transfer of offensive linemen from Cal, who started 23 of his 24 games at Cal. Um, so that is um, – I honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I don't watch many Cal football games, so I don't know how good he is, but he started – 23 out of 24 games at right guard so he's got to be decent right i don't know but that's uh that's pretty big transfer because our offensive line was kind of shoddy this year so that'll be um interesting to see but uh, as far as the game goes it it'll be a bunch of people that you aren't used to making plays making plays besides of course like uh, caleb williams like ou's offense is pretty much there um, not a lot of OU's offense was draft eligible. So OU's offense is pretty much there. Um, so that'll be pretty exciting. But um, as far as Oregon goes, their offense is pretty much there too. Their quarterback has a little flashes here and there. He can't really – he's not an effective thrower, but I'm sure OU's defense um, will make him look like a, a god out there. So I don't know. Maybe not since Alex, Alex Grinch is gone, so – we are under new management, so you never know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Brent Venables won't be on the sideline for this game. <laughs> so, it, it is. it will be interesting to see um, how Bob Stoops' defense plays. And it will be – and we can't go without mentioning this. Bob Stoops, legendary Hall of Famer, will be on the sideline again. That is just ecstatic. That is um, – that's just going to be something special – to watch um i i don't i don't really i'm speechless about it it's something 
watching a Hall of Fame coach getting back out there um, and getting to go out on his terms, it's it's going to be something special to watch. Um, win or lose, it will be special to watch. And I just – he's such a great guy, um, and it's good to see him get this recognition um, during this bowl game. So this is a pretty special game. Uh, Ryan, anything you want to throw in on the game? Just reiterating kind of what you said. I was listening to an Oregon podcast earlier today, and they said that. I know. That's how deep I go. (laughs) And uh, I don't remember the name of it or who's on it, so sorry. I can't credit them. But one of them mentioned that at Oregon's practice, I guess the other day, they only had – or, well, they said they had 31 players not there um, total. That's due to opting out, transferring, or injured. So – they're down a lot of lot of players, and this is a team that lost two of their last three games by 30 points, both to Utah. So they're not necessarily... <laughs> I had to in, throw that in there. I had to. Um, so they're not necessarily in, you know, playing the best uh, ball of the season, and they're losing a lot of guys. So I honestly, you know, it's hard not to see this being like an OU blowout, but I do think... I think Caleb Williams should ball out in this game. And I think, you know, some some things you worry about in bowl games are guys not playing hard or just happy to be there or whatever. I think with Bob Stoops there, uh, I think his impact is is going to have them all wanting to play hard and especially to the guys who are maybe fighting for positions um, to show Brent Venables that they, you know, deserve those spots. So I think there's a lot of, uh, should be a lot of optimism for OU and, uh, also read that Kale Gundy is going to be calling plays, so that's a fun, fun thing. Bob Stoops coaching Gundy, Kale Gundy calling plays. Um, yeah, and you mentioned the the offense is mostly there. I think uh, Hazelwood and Austin Stogner are gone, but I think for the most part, the rest of their offensive weapons should be there. So, um, so I I don't see an Oregon team who's who's already struggled against better competition. I, I don't see with them being as down as they are on players, um, how they can really keep it closer or beat OU. So um, do you, are we doing picks for the game or are we waiting on that? Um, I just got a couple more things I wanted to say, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick on the game here in um, just a few minutes, but uh, just going off what you were saying, um, just from hearing people talk, it does seem like it's trending towards an OU blow, but I don't want to say that at all. Um, I, I think it will be a pretty close game. Oregon's coach has come out and said that they're pretty, um, that he, he basically, I'm pretty sure he said, and I think I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I wish Caleb Williams would have opted out of this game because, <laughs> uh, he didn't want to prepare for him. But, um, just playing off what you were saying with Brent Venables coming in, Oregon has a new head coach as well. So both sides may be trying to prove a point coming in um, and just saying, Hey, I want to, I want to prove to the new coach that this is where I belong. So there may be a pride aspect in it as well. So that might be something interesting to watch out for as well. So that there, there's all kinds of underlying things. And with bowl games, especially a bowl game like the Alamo bowl, it's not a huge game. It's not a New Year's Six game. It's not where both these programs thought they would be. Both these programs were hoping to be in the playoff, and now they're in a bowl game that really 
the meaning of it is very little. But from what I've seen all week, it seems like these players are checked in and engaged. And I know this is from what the schools are wanting to put out there. So maybe they're not really like that. But like you said, playing for Bob Stoops, that'll be pretty special for a lot of these guys. Um, and then on Oregon's side, trying to impress their next head coach um, in Dan Lanning. So there's a lot of um, different things that go into this that definitely could um, spark a pretty interesting game, uh, maybe even a close one. Um, honestly, I, I'm hoping for an OU blowout, but I'm not counting on one at all. Um, just because I, I don't know a whole lot about Oregon. I, I don't want, I don't know a whole lot about the people who are still there is what I'm saying. Not about the Oregon team. I've seen a couple times. I don't know who's still there and who's not, who's opted out. Um, and like you said, 31 players, that is a lot of players. So, mm-hmm. um, but from what I've heard, it's not a, a whole lot of COVID. It's just opt outs and actual injuries. So. Um, there is some speculation on COVID, but I think that's every bowl game across the country now because we've seen so many get canceled. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, how are we, uh, and we haven't even talked about this on the pod. How are we going to handle those games? They just chalk them up as, uh, we don't count them. Yeah. I'm just basically a, a big zero, a big nothing, not a win or a loss, I would guess. All right. Um, what about the games that come together at the last second? Like, I think it's like the Sun Bowl or something. Is yeah. That something we'll bet on this I, week. I updated it and with the new, who is it, Rutgers uh, coming into play Wake Forest, I believe it is. I've, I went ahead and repicked the game. But if you guys don't want to worry about that, we can just say that doesn't count. No, we can worry about it. That seems like an easy pick, honestly. (laughs) Five and seven Rutgers team. I don't know. Perkins likes to pick Rutgers for whatever reason, so. Yeah. Perkins isn't even paying attention, is he? No, he's probably. I'm I'm listening to you guys talk. Well, like, I didn't feel like there was room for me to speak right there. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's it. All right. So, um, I I think we pretty much exhausted uh, the OU talk. Um, on the, I will say one more thing after I said that, um, the, on the defensive side of the ball, Brian Odom is calling plays and he is somebody who has left for USC. So that's pretty interesting. He Hmm. said, um, he's never second guessed himself on coming back to call plays, um, that he was for these guys and for these players that are here, um, and that he was going to do the best that he could. Um, so, and just remember as an OU fan, he wasn't he may have left for USC but he was going after job security it wasn't uh we had we didn't have a head coach he wasn't guaranteed a job and the way it looks um when Brent Venables came in he cleared house he didn't keep anybody so on the defensive side of the ball so seems like a probably a smart move for him so I don't I don't blame him all that much and I'll be interested to see how he calls the game um, throw you on the defensive side of the ball, but I digress. We move on to the Fiesta Bowl where OSU and Notre Dame will play. Ryan, I will let you go ahead and take charge. How is the game shaping out? Well, OSU looks pretty good as far as health and 
available guys. Um, they actually have Jalen Warren back in practicing, and the OSU football Twitter account posted a video of him with the caption, welcome back. So I'm assuming he's going to play, which is a huge uh, plus for OSU. We saw how they were unable to run the ball at all uh, against Baylor in the Big 12 championship. So having him back as a dynamic guy who can break tackles, um, that'll be very big for them, especially going up against a Notre Dame defense who's been playing pretty well. Um, A huge key, I think, in this game – uh, for OSU is Spencer Sanders running. Uh, obviously, he needs to keep turnovers down. We can say that about every single game. But uh, in this game against a, a defense that's really held their own pretty well against um, just about everybody they've played, the only games they've struggled with really were against uh, mobile quarterbacks. And Spencer um, can really get going in the run game, and and that can open things up for them. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking for as far as an X factor for the game. Uh, good news is Tanner McAllister and Jaden Jernigan, who both uh, entered the transfer portal, they're actually going to be playing in this game, which I did not expect. So that's a big plus. Um, so on the defensive side, it looks like we're going to have just about everybody there. And uh, they have Joe Bob Clements, who I, I mentioned last week or the week before. Uh, he's the uh, defensive line coach and, he was at the podium today as the defensive coordinator answering questions and Gundy hasn't still hasn't said who's calling plays, but I think, I think Joe Bob is going to be the guy and you know, it's a good, I guess uh, audition for him because they haven't really decided on, well, they haven't announced, I guess, who the uh, defensive coordinator is going forward next year. Um, and he, he said in the press conference today, he said, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have aspirations in this profession, those are his words. Uh, so clearly it sounds like he wants that job and promotion. So uh, I think if the defense plays well, there's a good chance that Joe Bob Clements becomes the defensive coordinator. And I think that's a good uh, kind of continuity, I think is really important, uh, especially with, with defense and as they play as a unit. And we saw this defensive unit play together a lot and love each other this year and really, uh, really enjoy playing together. So I think having a guy that's been there through that uh, instead of hiring an outside guy, I think that's probably a good a good move. So hopefully defense plays well and he you know proves to be the guy. Um, on the Notre Dame side. Hey, can we pause for a second? Yep. Um, I th- and I must have missed something, but mm-hmm. I thought um, Knowles said he was going to coach the bowl game. No, so I thought that was the case as well, and then apparently it came. Well, it, so it came out that he was joining Ohio State on January second, and so we th- we all I think took that to mean well that means he's going to coach OSU's bowl game because it's on January first, so the day before, and and then I think like a week later, or so it said basically that he was just going to be taking uh, the time off, I guess, and Gundy talked about. Uh, talking about who he was going to have coach the defense in the bowl game. And so I guess that, you know, just took that to mean that he was not going to be coaching. Um, Yeah. So kind of took me by surprise because I thought as, as much as like he loved the players and they loved him, I thought he would, you know, be there to uh, coach it, but apparently not. Um, So we'll kind of see, you know, how that goes. Yeah. 
but anyway, um, on the Notre Dame side, they have Marcus Freeman, who they've promoted to uh, their head coach after Brian Kelly left, and he's he's a defensive guy. He's their defensive coordinator, so he's um, he's talked about how he's basically for this game just going to stick with the defense and let Tommy Reese, who's the offensive coordinator, still run the offense. And I'm I'm sure going in to the spring, he's going to kind of revamp everything to fit his game. But he said for this game, he didn't want to, you know, change anything up. Um, they have Jack Cohn as their quarterback. He's not really a terrifying quarterback. Uh, if you're watching him, he's, you know, kind of that game manager through 68%, 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, so he's good. He's not obviously not a bad quarterback and they went 11 and one. Um, but he was sacked 30 times this year and going up against this OSU defense who led the country in sacks. Uh, it's not a good sign for, for that. And they're also down a couple of offensive linemen uh, in this game. So uh, that's a big matchup that we need to look at uh, going into the game is OSU's defensive line uh, trying to get after the quarterback. And he's not very mobile. So I think if they if they put a lot of pressure on him, they've got a chance to make some sacks and um, they're also not playing uh, Kyron Williams. He's he's opted out. Uh, he's their starting running back who had over a thousand yards this year and last year, and he also is is very active in the passing game. So he he not being there is a is a big loss for them. Um, he's also uh, I listened to a Notre Dame podcast as well. Um, he was uh, very very good in pass protection, which your quarterback had. 30 sacks and you were, and you had a good running back in pass protection. So if the backups are worse than he is in pass protection, that's also not good for Jack Cohn. Um, and then they don't really have any scary outside weapons. Their, their top receiver is uh, Kevin Austin jr. Who he had 783 yards. Um, and then their second leading receiver was their tight end. And Michael Meyer is his name, not the killer. And he had uh, over 700 yards and uh, kind of looked like uh, Charlie Kolar for Iowa State. He's kind of that guy who they line him up, not just in tight end. They line him up out wide and in the slot and everything. So he's kind of their their second go-to receiver. Um, and then Kyron Williams uh, and Avery Davis, who is a receiver, those were their, their next two as far as uh, most yards this year. And neither of them are playing in this game. So... They really don't have a lot of weapons on offense coming into the game, at least known weapons. Um, and we've seen this OSU defense really lock down on receivers, uh, especially like like number one receivers for teams just didn't really get to do much against OSU this year. So, um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Notre Dame's offense can get anything going. I would assume that they're going to try to target tight end Michael Meyer a lot because uh, Stogner proved that in the Bedlam game. He's kind of a matchup nightmare. And this guy's, you know, that kind of guy. So that's what I expect uh, to see a lot of a lot of their tight end. Um, on the defensive side, they have a guy, Kyle Hamilton, who's a safety, uh, opted out as well because he's going top five in the NFL draft. So uh, I don't blame him at all for not playing in this game. Um, but they have a lot of just their, – their defense is honestly kind of like OSU where uh, I think they're, they probably have higher recruits. But as far as just – other than Kyle Hamilton, they just have a bunch of guys who are, are solid and play together and uh, make tackles. 
Um, so you just got a, a really solid defense across the board. And it, I'm not really uh, sure how OSU is going to attack them. Like I said, I think Spencer running around is, is really the way to go there. Um, so we'll see, you know, how that goes. You obviously never know with a new coach in his first game, how that's going to go either. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, OSU just missed out on the playoff um, and they get to play the fifth ranked team in the country in Notre Dame. So it's, you know, out of the playoff, it's the next best, but next best thing. And uh, I'm excited to watch them on Saturday. I guarantee you when OSU blows out Notre Dame and Cincinnati gets blown out by Alabama, you're going to hear oh. the, oh, OSU should have been in the, uh, the playoff. It just uh, hurts. It just hurts. <laughs> My goodness. Just, just a quick question because I honestly yep. don't know the answer to it. Any OSU players opting out, not choosing to play in the game for any reason? As far as I've seen, there haven't been. Um, Jalen Warren is, you know, has been hurt and he's coming back and it looks like he's playing. Tay Martin, who is the receiver whose eligibility is up, he, I'm assuming he's going to either get drafted late or, you know, catch on a team in the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Um, but he said he's playing in it. Um, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez is playing, Brock Martin, a bunch of these seniors. Uh, I haven't seen anything of anybody opting out. The only thing, the only news really we'd seen is a couple of guys going to the transfer portal. But like I mentioned earlier, they're uh, Tanner McAllister and Jaden Jernigan are, they've been practicing uh, and are going to play. So, uh, so it seems like OSU should be at just about full strength other than their uh, starting center, Danny Godlewski, who's been hurt really the last couple of months. He's still out and is not going to play. Um, Josh Sills, who's the starting tackle, he's he's been hurt on and off. Um, he got hurt in Bedlam and still toughed it out. And then I don't remember if he played against Baylor. If he did, he didn't play much because he he was hurt. And um, he's apparently been practicing, and they expect him to play. Uh, he may not be a hundred percent, but um, he's expected to play too. So uh, should look, you know pretty much like it did the last few weeks of the season as far as personnel. All right. Well, um, Perk, you got anything you want to say on this game? I know you've been really busy with work and stuff, so. Uh, I think you guys did a fantastic job covering it. I think anything I'd say would just come off redundant. All right. Well, I didn't even say anything. So, um, Ryan, very well done um, covering that. Anything else you want to throw in there, Ryan? Go Pucks. All right. Well, Let's go to our score predictions. Let's go first, OU, um, Oregon. Perkins, what do you think the score is going to be? 42 to 14, OU. Which OU? Oh. <laughs> the red one. All right. Well, that's, that's a bold statement. Four touchdown win for OU from Perkins. Um, Ryan? I've got 34-23. Sooners. All right, 11 point. You guys are both going big. Um, I think I'm going to have to join you on that. I'm going Mm -hmm. 42 to 28 um, Sooners roll, and it's more of a – the 28 is Oregon scoring late against OU's third team. So so I I think we're all in agreement. OU kind of rolls through this game. Let's move on to the OSU game. 
Okay. OSU versus Notre Dame. Ryan, I'll let you go first since you're our expert. Okay. As much as I'm I'm scared of it, uh, I'm going Cowboys, and I'm going to go 23-17. Ooh, close game. Perkins? 24-21 Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, I'm both going close. I, I really think Cowboys run away with this. Cowboys are at full strength. Um, Notre Dame's not at full strength. Notre Dame... The only thing I could see them fighting for is because they really like the promotion of their head coach. Other than that, I, um, I'm not going to pretend to think that they're going to do very well in this game. So I think OSU rolls, um, and when I say roll, their defense dominates, and they win, let's say, 24-7. to seven. All right, I'll take that. So um, we both have a queen sleep with OU and OSU winning. Um, so they're Ryan, both going to lose. <laughs> probably. Um, Ryan, I'm going to hand it over to you now because I don't have the games in front of me because I'm out in the car. Um, so, Ryan, go ahead and take over and lead us through our picks of the week. All right, welcome to the Oklahoma Sports Bros. Picks of the week. Got a lot of games. Some games got canceled, unfortunately, which is stupid, but we'll talk about that another time, or we won't. Uh, we've got a bunch of games. First off, I'll go through our standings right now. Um, from the games that we picked last week, right now, in a shocking turn of events, Perkins is leading the way at 5-2. and two. How about okay. that? And then um, Zach, Zach and I are four and three because we picked every game the same. So um, we're just one game back, but there's only one game left. So, and is, is that the Texas Tech game? Nope, that one ended. Um, oh, it's okay. uh, Minnesota West Virginia is playing late tonight. Actually, I guess it just started. Zero uh, zero right now, so that's the last game of the week there. But as far as overall records, uh, Zach and I are tied at fifty percent. We're I'm twenty six and twenty six, and Zach is thirty two and thirty two. Uh, so fifty percent for each of us, and then Perkins is twenty four and forty, thirty seven point five percent. So he's I, he's making raised his play him. up. Yes, walking fast. Uh, so this week we have a whole bunch of games. We're going to pick all of the games except the playoff and then pick those last. So I'm going to go through all the other games first. So first game we are picking is going to be, find it here, uh, Maryland, who's a three and a half point favorite against Virginia Tech. And this is... The new era pinstripe bowl. Um, how do you want to go as far as who picks first? Uh, you choose. I don't care who goes first. Cool. Okay, we'll go. We'll go Zach first. Maryland three and a half. Never gets to go first. Yep, you got it. Maryland three and a half point favorites again. Virginia Tech. Going. 
I don't like being first. <laughs> mm. I, I'm going to go Maryland plus the three and a half. I think I've seen enough of Maryland this year to think that they'll be all right. Um, with uh, Tua's brother down there at quarterback, I think it's Talia. Um, I think they'll be able to roll and be just fine. So I am going Maryland uh, minus the three and a half. All right. Perkins. It's uh, Maryland versus West Virginia. West Virginia uh, versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Maryland. I thought it was West Virginia. Uh, no, I'll take. Yeah. So. so Maryland for Perkins Act. I'm actually going Virginia Tech. Give me the Hokies. I think. I think. I think upset. Virginia Tech, just so that we'd have different games. No, I wrote I wrote all my <laughs> answers down ahead of time. Hey, no, I just I'll, remember I just remember Maryland playing against Iowa and throwing like seven interceptions. So, yeah, uh, you know that was a long time ago. I know, but <laughs> well, we'll all see. I'm saying is I'm looking at the game right ahead of that, the SMU Virginia game. I'm so glad that's canceled. Yeah, that would have been a hard I'm, one to to pick. I'm, no, I'm just tired of picking SMU and them getting me wrong. Uh, well, yeah, that too. All right. Uh, next game we've got this is gonna be a fun one. I'm I'm excited for this one. This is Clemson, who's a one and a half point favorite against Iowa State in the Cheez It Bowl, which OSU won last year. Uh and Mike Gundy got a whole Gatorade bath of Cheez It's dumped on him. It was beautiful. Um Perk, I'll let you go first. Uh Iowa. State. Yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, it's just Iowa. Yeah. Iowa State. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach? Um, I, I'm going Clemson minus the two and a half. I think Clemson rolls in this game. I think, uh, honestly, I don't know. Iowa State has a good culture about them, but um, Clemson really doesn't have that many opt-outs, and I think that championship culture that they're used to in Clemson will shine through. Um also, on a side note, did you see the picture of Dabo Sweeney and uh, <laughs> in the uh, yeah in it, his prison it, suit? No, oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about them on the roller coaster. Oh, I did not see that. Um, there's a picture there of Dabo Sweeney and um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting Iowa State's head coach's name. Um, Matt Campbell. Yeah, Matt Campbell on. Uh, <laughs> They're strapped in at the front of a roller coaster, and it's one's Dabo Sweeney, one's Matt Campbell, and it's just, it's like that. That just doesn't look right, but it's, I don't know. But <laughs> I see, I'm looking at it right now. Matt Campbell has the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, Dabo's it, got his hands up. Yeah, it's that's it's, great. I don't know. That's just fun. Um, that, that's what I love about bowl games: getting to see these kids do these things together. And both the teams normally come together a lot of the time and have fun before the game, um, doing something along those lines. So it's 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 cool to see that. Um, so I'm still picking Clemson minus two and a half. Yep, that is cool to see that, and you know, it's pretty stupid that they they take that away from kids and cancel bowl games for no reason. Uh, I'm going Clemson as well, 
uh, uh, Brees Hall is actually opted out for this game. So it's going to be a lot on Brock Purdy. And a lot of times when he has a lot on him, uh, he makes mistakes. And Clemson really finished the year well. They won the last five games. And uh, I think they're playing well. I think they... I think they have a lot to prove. I think Iowa State, obviously, really both of these teams had disappointing seasons uh, from where they were projected. I think they were both in the top 10 or 15. Obviously, Clemson was a top three or four team, I think, going into the year. So uh, both teams have a lot to prove, but I think Clemson uh, has a little bit more firepower. So I'm going Clemson as well. All right. Next game. I love, I love the on the canceling bowl games love it yeah well it's pretty stupid uh so considering the the those bylaws are all made 18 months ago but i I, we we don't have to get into it yeah it turned into (laughs) a a whole other podcast uh just i'm i'm sorry any of you who are listening who play on teams that got uh shafted that way um our next game in the in the uh sorry i cut you off we have a lot of listeners that actually play college football, I bet. I bet we do. <laughs> um, I bet a lot of them outside of the state of Oklahoma, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so our next game in the schedule is actually uh, our Oklahoma Sooners playing the Oregon Ducks. Um, I'll go ahead and – well, we already kind of picked it, but Oklahoma opened, I think, as a, a three-and-a-half-point or four-and-a-half-point favorite, something like that, and it's jumped all the way to seven. Um, but I think we all picked that above yeah. so pick OU covering i'm obviously going ou and i assume you guys are the same i am the same well we won't spend time on that and next game we've got is this is gonna be a fun one north carolina uh, against south carolina in duke's mayo bowl oh and do they do they dump mayo on the the winning coach? Uh, that's let's, disgusting. Let's say yes. That's amazing, but that's disgusting. That is, yes, it is. Um, we've got North Carolina is a. Forgive me, North Carolina, is a nine point favorite in this game. Uh, I'll go ahead and pick first on this one. I'm going to go with South Carolina. Because I think North Carolina is another one team that really uh, underachieved this year. Sam Howell came into the year as a Heisman contender, and like they were talking about him being one of the top quarterbacks taken, and just had a really disappointing year. South Carolina has been, you know, kind of steady. Uh, obviously not great, but showed some signs. And I think I don't think North Carolina is a nine point, uh, or sorry, nine points better than. South Carolina. So I'm going with the Gamecocks. Is uh do we know if Sam Howell's playing? Sam Howell is playing. He said he said that he was playing, so he will be there. All right, Perk, what do you want? Uh North Carolina. North. Oh. Oh Tar Heels. I am uh I'm going with Ryan on this one. I think nine points is a big cover, especially in a this may not be an actual rivalry game, but with it being North Carolina, South Carolina, there is rivalry there. So um, with it being kind of a rivalry game and a bowl game, nine points is a large spread to cover. 
even if you are a more dominant team. So um, I, I'm going yeah. uh, South Carolina. And I believe in uh, Shane Beamer with that Beamer ball. Yeah. Uh, I hope they uh, go out and win all of their games besides Correct. if they ever play OU. Yeah. Yep. So there we go on that. Um, next up is Tennessee, who's a six-point favorite against the Purdue Boilermakers. This is the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. I'm not even going to guess what Trans Perfect is. Uh, let's go, Zach. What do you think? All right. Uh, I'm shocked at this line. If I'm being yeah. honest, um, I think Purdue plus five and or what was it six? Six, yeah. Plus six, yeah. Uh, that's an easy pick for me. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, honestly, I think Purdue's going to win the game outright. But even if they don't, giving me six points, I'm taking that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same here. I don't. I don't see how Tennessee's that big of a favorite. Uh, Perk, what do you think? I'll I'll go with Purdue. All right. So we go clean sweep with the Boilermakers. And we move on to what should be one of the best games uh, in the bowl season. Unless, I should say, should have been. And I'll explain why. So we have Michigan State, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, playing against Pittsburgh in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, first off, Chick-fil-A is amazing. Um, arguable. Anyway, not, not, not arguable. Not arguable. Uh, get out of here not with fair. that. No, I'm, I'm not sure here for it. Dry chicken. It's all good. Anyways, uh, never actually had their chicken. If you think it's dry, yeah. yeah. Well, I just know what dry chicken tastes like. It's juicy and tender and beautiful. Anyway, so you know, you look at these teams on paper. They were both really good teams throughout the year. Pittsburgh went 11 and two. Michigan State went 10 and two. Uh, but the the sad part about this game is pick Kenny Pickett not playing for Pitt and Kenneth Walker the third not playing for Michigan State. So a couple of uh, Heisman contenders throughout the year and a couple of guys that are going to be um, going to the NFL are not playing in this game. So because of those, that makes this game uh, kind of a mystery. So um, I'm going to go. Let's let's go with uh, Perkins first. All right, what was the line again? The line is two and a half, Michigan State. I will take Michigan State at two and a half. All right. All right, Zach? I have a question. Okay. Do you know anything about Pitt's backup quarterback? Uh, I know nothing about him, but I can at least find out who it is. Um Let's see. Nick Patty, P-A-T-T-I. Uh, if that's the guy, he was 12 of 14 this year for 140 yards, which is not bad. Um, um, but I know nothing about him. He's a junior, so he's been there for a while, so he no- at least knows the system. Well, I'm going Pitt plus two and a half. Um, because Michigan State's pass defense has been garbage all year, and yeah. I think it will be against the backup quarterback. OU over the past like five years has proven this that it doesn't matter if a back like the freshman walk on comes in the game if your pass defense is garbage, they're going to tear you up. And 
I think he rolls in, tears him up. I don't think Michigan has any offense outside of Kenneth Walker the third. Um, they're handing him the ball 30 times a game. So I I think this is an easy pick for Pittsburgh plus two and a half. All right. Like the way you think, Zach. I'm I'm going Pitt as well. Um, they while they don't have Kenny Pickett, they do have Jordan Addison at wide receiver who won the Blitnikoff this year at uh, almost fifteen hundred yards and had seventeen touchdowns. So I think just throw the ball to him. You know, that's all you gotta do. Uh yeah, that that Spartan defense, especially the past defense, was really bad. So I don't think it's gonna be I think losing Kenneth Walker is a bigger loss than than Kenny Pickett. I'll say it that way. So I'm going Pitt as well. All right. Next game. We've got another fun game here. We've got Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers are a six-point favorite. And they are playing uh, Arizona State in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. There you go. We're going to go, Zach, give me your pick for this game. Uh, I think it's Wisconsin easy. Arizona State plays in a week back 12. Um, Honestly, I've thought Arizona State has been very poor all year long. Um, And I, I think that Wisconsin rolls through this game. And I think Wisconsin's been playing well as of late. Um, so I, I just think Wisconsin's going to be too powerful for them. All right. We disagree. I'm going, uh, I'm going with the sun. Excuse me. I burped, uh, going with the sun devils to, uh, I guess upset Wisconsin. I don't know if they win, but I think they can keep it within six points. So going to Arizona state Perkins. I'm rolling with Zach on this one. I'm going to do, uh, Wisconsin. Fine. I'll get that one and you guys will miss it. Um, All right. The next game, if you guys want to pick it, is let's see. We've got Wake Forest uh, against Rutgers. Wake Forest is a 15 point favorite uh, in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. This is a a, uh, (laughs) game that Rutgers did not plan to play. It was supposed to be Texas A&M against Wake Forest and and him could not play for uh, reasons. And Rutgers at five and seven gets to play a bowl game uh, as a fill-in here. So uh, kind of a weird game. Um, if you, you guys want to pick it, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm picking Wake Forest. They've got uh, really good offense, and I think it's it may turn into a kind of a a crock potting, as they say, where they just you know keep doubling them up and end up winning by 30 points. So going demon Deacons. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, it's really hard to throw Rutgers in. Um, they literally had what, like seven days to repair, calling yeah. their guys back from Christmas break and all of this. So it, it's just a crapshoot of disaster for Rutgers. Like, And it's cool that they get to go to a bowl game at five and seven, but I, it's just like, the circumstances lead to I think it's going to be a huge blowout and I think Wake Forest will run up the score. And Wake Forest's quarterback is still playing, so I yeah, I think their offense is going to be just fine. Um 
in this game. So, yep, I'm with you there, Perk. Uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. All right. Yeah, kind of a an unfortunate uh, time for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. That was right. Uh, all right. We are going to our next bowl game, which is Washington State, who is, uh, looks like a seven point favorite against Central Michigan. And this is another game. I think Central Michigan was supposed to play in another bowl game, and their opponent canceled, and they ended up, I think they were, they were going to be in Arizona. Or not Arizona, but they were going to be in the same area. I don't remember the whole thing, but anyway, they, they were going to uh, be on, which is about a four-hour drive from El Paso. There you go. The Tony this the is, Sun Bowl is. There you go. This is why Zach hosts. Um, he knows all <laughs> the things. So anyway, uh, kind of a, a kind of a makeshift bowl game here, but we've got Washington State uh, against Central Michigan and Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso. Um, I'm going to go first. Washington State, seven-point favorite. Uh, I'm actually going to go Central Michigan. I think they have a solid team that really played well. They went eight and four this year. Um, so I'm going to go with them to cover. May not win, but they're covering that seven points. Um, let's go, Perk. I'm going to go with Central Michigan, too. All right. I'm going opposite. I, I think Washington State's just too powerful for the Central Michigan team. Obviously, they've had a good year, but I just think Otis and the better talents on the Washington State side, I think they can win by a touchdown. Interesting. All right. All right. And then we're going to skip ahead to Saturday's games, and we're going to start with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, Notre Dame is actually a two-and-a-half point favorite here in this game and i believe we all picked osu to win so i would assume we're all taking osu here yep all right go pokes perk yeah pokes all right boomer center all right so we've got uh sorry that's the playstation fiesta bowl on saturday at noon uh, for you osu fans it's gonna be a great day hopefully, and see what happens. Uh, Next game, we've got the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. We've got Arkansas Razorbacks as a one-point favorite over the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, Arkansas, from what I've seen, has just about everybody back. The only guy, Traylon Burks, wide receiver, opted out to go to the NFL. Um, I think the rest of their guys are going to be there. Um, I'm actually going to go Arkansas here. I think Penn State kind of showed to be a an inconsistent team, especially on offense this year. And I think the Razorbacks have a little bit more consistency, so I'm going with the Razorbacks. Um, give me a Zach. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Arkansas um, is the better team here. And I think even without Burks that they're still going to roll through this game. So, um, I I definitely think Arkansas wins this game. Dope and Perkins. No, I'm on the boat with Arkansas too. 
Arkansas Pope. Woo pig. All right. We will move on to uh, the Verbo Citrus Bowl. We've got Kentucky, a three and a half point, or sorry, three point favorite over Iowa. And this is the Citrus Bowl. It's in Orlando, Florida. Go ahead. So, um, Ryan actually got this game wrong. This is the Bob Stoops Bowl, not the Verbo. Oh, forgive me. Because this the Stoops Bowl. This is Iowa. His uh, his alma mater and um, his brother, Kentucky's head coach, Mark Stoops. So, this is the Stoops Bowl, um, and Verbo Citrus Bowl is just kind of who sponsors it. Just so you know. Correct. You are correct there. All right. Uh, you want to host, Zach? Sure. Okay. Go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, no, that was funny. Uh, let's go. Perkins, give me your, your pick on this game. Again, it's uh, Kentucky's three-point favorite. I'll take uh, – I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Kentucky. Interesting. All right. Interesting. I am going to go Kentucky as well because I think Iowa, uh, much like Penn State, uh, seems to be a big, big Ten thing. They're uh, very inconsistent, so – uh, I think they could come out, and I really think Kentucky. They got Will Levis at quarterback. I think uh, I think they're just an all around better team. So I think they're going to win. Go uh, more than three, Zach. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, I know I said interesting, but um, I was I'm fairly certain, and I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I can't find anything on it, but um, I remember listening to a podcast this week saying that I was running back who basically carried them all year has opted out of the game. So I think with that, um, I think that Kentucky rolls in this game. Yeah, Tyler Goodson uh, did opt out to go to the pros. So that's another another uh, reason I think that Kentucky will win. So um, we'll go with that clean sweep with the Kentucky Wildcats. Go Mark Stoops. Mike, Mike Stoops? Mark Stoops. Yeah, Mark Stoops. Uh, Mike, we don't, we don't talk, talk about... about we don't talk about Mike Stoops. Um, all right, so we got three more left before the playoff picks. So we're going to go – this will be a fun one. Uh, we've got Ohio State in the Rose Bowl against Utah, and we've got Ohio State as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I am going with your Utes. All right. I Utes. think that – I think Utah has proven down the stretch that after they made the change at quarterback, um, honestly, if they make that change early here, Utah may be a a, uh, a playoff team. Cameron Rising is just been lighting it up, and he didn't play the whole year and still lit it up on the uh, stat sheet. So I think that Utah Utah dominated Oregon twice. And that Oregon team beat Ohio State, so I I know you can't look at scores like that and determine a winner. But I think Utah is a better overall team than Ohio State is at the end of the season. So yeah, I'm going to Utah. All right, and Perkins. I'm going. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Um, getting close to my bedtime. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I'm going Ohio State on this one. I just I've seen Ohio State play, and I know Utah 
looks really good, but I, I, I'm faithful to Ohio State on this one. Interesting. So, I, as far as I've seen, Utah doesn't have any guys opting out. Um, Chris Olave opted out for Ohio State, and then uh, a few other – actually, Garrett Wilson, another receiver, did. And then uh, a couple of couple of guys on the offensive-defensive line, uh, just four, four players total, opted out. Um, I think Ohio State has plenty of weapons, so I don't think the receivers are going to be a huge loss. This is interesting. I wrote down – Ohio State, I think I'm going to stick with Ohio State um, winning, but I think, you know, I think Utah could very well win this game and at least cover that four and a half. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Buckeyes on that one. Um, next game we've got is the All-State Sugar Bowl. Another fun one here. We've got Ole Miss, who's a one and a half point favorite against the Baylor <laughs> Baylor Bears. Hurts to say the Baylor Bears. Um, this is an interesting game. I'm going to pick first. Uh, so Matt Corral and Gary Bohannon, Jerry Gary Bohannon, are playing, which I didn't think Matt Corral would, but he was. he's one of those guys that was like, yeah, absolutely. Why would I not play? So uh, good on him. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Ole Miss is one and a half point favorite. Baylor, honestly... Should not have won the Big 12, I'll say that. Um, Spencer, sorry. Um, I think Baylor's a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. I think Ole Miss has a lot more offense than Baylor does, so I think I'm going to go with the running Rebels, and we will throw it over to Perkins. If he's awake. I I am, but um, what was the line again? Sorry, uh, talked a lot. Ole Miss is one and a half point favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ole Miss for sure. All right, Zach. Uh, I, I'm with Ole Miss. I think that uh, Baylor's kind of hit their peak. Um, obviously they've played well under Dave Aranda, but um, I think Ole Miss is the more talented team. And with Matt Corral at quarterback, I don't think Baylor's defense can keep him contained. Um, Baylor was able to play great defense in the Big in the Big Twelve. You didn't really have a quarterback that was just going to absolutely tear you up. Um, you could say Caleb Williams, but really Caleb Williams was hit and miss. So um, I, I think going up against this talented of a team, I I just don't see um, Baylor being able to contain him. Um, and be able to score with him. So I think that Old Miss will win this game. Yeah, I'm with you. So congrats, Baylor, on your win, because we all picked against you. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then we've got – Yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got a game that I think was – I guess was postponed. I don't remember. But Tuesday, January 4th is the tech, sorry, Tax Act Texas Bowl, the good old Texas – Bull, and we've got LSU Tigers against the Kansas State Wildcats. And Kansas State actually is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And we will start with Zach. I did not want you to start with me because I don't have blue, but I can go. I can go. (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas State. I think LSU – Really did not have much offense this year. I think Kansas State's a 
really good team. They ended up seven and five, but a lot of their games were close games that they really could have won. So they could just as easily have been, you know, nine and three. Um, so I'm going to go Kansas State minus that three and a half. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Perkins. Uh, Why don't you go, Zach? I don't know. Oh, man. Um, I don't know because this Kansas State team lost to Texas, and it's just hard for me to hmm. – I, I I really don't know on this game. This is a tight one. Um, you said a bunch of one-loss games for Kansas State could have gone the other way, but it's the same for LSU. They lost to Arkansas by three in overtime, lost to Alabama by six, lost to Mississippi by 14, which is two touchdowns, I guess. But still, all the ranked teams they played were really close games. Um, so I, I really don't know. I guess since um, Ed Ogeron won't be on the sideline, I'm going to go mm. with State. So, can right. eight minus three and a half. I think I'll go the same, Kansas State. All right. Yeah, and I just read two. I didn't do a ton of research, but apparently uh, two of LSU's top defensive players uh, opted out, and also Max Johnson, their quarterback, announced he's transferring, so they oh, won't be playing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but it was Max Johnson who – I don't – that may be an upgrade to play the backup. We'll see. Um, was Max the left-handed guy? Yep. Yeah, I didn't really didn't really throw it well. well. He, he transferred A and M. Yeah, that's crazy. You beat Texas that is crazy. in the final game of the year, and then go and transfer to him. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. I I don't really know. But I'm not a big and I don't. Fan. I think like and I I get kids should be able to go where they want to go, but like I think if you transfer within conference, you need to sit out a year, like. You can go anywhere in the world you want to go, but if you transfer within the same conference, you sit a year. Hmm. That's the only stipulation for me. Like, I get kids should be able to leave a school if a coach leaves and stuff like that, but if you're going like going to a rival, that just seems wrong to me. And I yeah. maybe I'm just on a – I don't know. You're old. It's okay. Yeah. I don't understand the – Olds take the youngsters. Um, I'm with you though. I, I, I mean, I get why they started the transfer portal, but it's it's really going off the deep end. Uh, anyway, it's a different podcast. Um, so we've got those are all of our picks, uh, other than our college football playoff picks. So we're gonna run run through those here. Um, we've got our first game is Alabama playing against Cincinnati and get sorry my computer's frozen um, we've got Alabama as a 13 and a half point favorite uh, this is the Cotton Bowl it's gonna be played in Arlington Texas and uh, I'll go ahead and go first on this um, I'm actually going with the Bearcats here to cover that 13 and a half I think Bama will win the game but I think it's going to be little bit closer within seven to ten points all right and i will go to zach well i will say when i first looked at this game 
I thought no way in heck would I ever pick Cincinnati. But then I was listening to Bob Stoops talk, and he picked all the bowl games as well. Um, and Bob Stoops said it's going to be a tight game, so I trust in Bob, and I'm going with you on this. Cincinnati plus 13 and a half. I do think Alabama wins. Do not get me wrong. But Cincinnati plus the 13 and a half. All right. And Perkins. I'm going opposite of you guys. I think our, I think Alabama's going to roll tied. So. Nice. All right. Well, since you're so confident, we'll go to you next for the first on this other game. So we've got the Capital One Orange Bowl in Miami. We've got number two Michigan against number three Georgia. And Georgia is a seven and a half point favorite. So, Perk, what do you think? Michigan, all the way. Michigan. Whoa. Whoa. Are you picking them to win the game? Like, I get you're picking the spread, but. Do you yes, think I am. Come on. I think, I think I Georgia has had their fun. And I think it's that they're about to get upset. Oof. All right. Two losses to end the year after they went 12 and 0. That'd be crazy. All right. Um, Zach, you want to pick? You want me to? I can go. I think go for Georgia, it. Georgia rolls this game. Um, Georgia's defense is stifling, and Michigan doesn't have uh, – Michigan can throw the ball, but they don't have an explosive passing game. Um, so I think whenever Georgia makes Michigan one-dimensional and makes them throw the ball, I think that they'll be able to shut down um, that throwing Uh, Michigan doesn't have a whole lot of options at receiver. They like to run the ball a lot. So I I think that Georgia rolls and meets Alabama in the championship and has a rematch from the SEC championship game. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I'm going Georgia as well. I think Michigan really lucked out that that Ohio State game was first off at Michigan and second off in the middle of a dang blizzard because – Michigan was able to just bully Ohio State around, and Ohio State couldn't play their game in that. So Michigan looked like the better team because they're more suited for that uh, kind of environment. Uh, but you're not going to bully around this Georgia team. I mean, Alabama, obviously, we saw um, they kind of spread it out and figured out ways to beat them. But Michigan, their offense isn't as dynamic as uh, Alabama's is. And I think, I think it's going to come into a thing where, you know, Georgia is basically a better version of Michigan uh, from what it looks like. And I think, I think Michigan is just going to be a little overpowered here. I think it's probably going to be, you know, within a touchdown uh, till early in the fourth quarter. And I think Georgia scores again to, to win by 14 or 17 eventually. And then, yeah, meet up with Alabama again in the championship, but we'll, we'll see when we get there. So looks like me and uh, me and Zach are simpatico in the playoffs and Perk went the opposite of us in both games. So uh, we'll see what happens according to the records. I mean, I think you'd go with us, but uh, one out of three, though. One out of three, he gets right. I, I don't know. Perkins in bowl games has been pretty hot. That's true. He has been He has been pretty good. Um, you can mark it down. I comment, or I gave Perkins a compliment. You called him hot. That That is... Not what I said. That but... is exactly what he said. <laughs> it's unprecedented. 
Roll First the tape. one in a couple years. Roll the tape. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, well, that concludes our bowl games for this week. Um, and then we'll obviously pick the national championship next week. But uh, yeah. yeah, we got and through. Stay tuned for uh, season 15 when I get another compliment. Mm. So, hey, hey, we're only in the second season. You might get another one in the next two seasons. <laughs> possible we'll see hey all um, i'm saying is i'm recording at my sister's house in san antonio and she lives out in the woods and when we drove up last night there were like 14 deer and i i'm in the car right now and i like literally people or these deer have just been like literally coming up and just eating right next to me don't uh-huh. have a clue i'm in the car I'm about to scare them so much because I'm going to open the door and they're all going to run away. Oh, man. I love deer. They're so beautiful. Well, not a hunter. No, not a hunter at all. (laughs) Don't, I don't, I understand if people hunt. I'm not, I don't hate you for hunting, but I just can't do it myself. Um, so yeah, that wraps up our bowl picks. Um, there's really no basketball. None of the teams have played in the past week. Um, a little bit more COVID stuff with OSU going on. They, they were supposed to play on Saturday against Texas Tech, and that got rescheduled. So, um, you know, everybody's off. And then about to start conference play, so basketball will start heating up here soon. Uh, hopefully, unless everything gets canceled. Um, but, yeah, so. Don't speak like that. Well, I'm just saying. Realist. Um, so, I guess that, that kind of wraps it up. Zach, I'll let you kind of lead us out. All right. Well, um, any last comments from either of you about the uh, college football? I think uh, we got to cover. Go Pokes beat Notre Dame and Zach have a fun time at the uh, at the Alamo Bowl. That'll be a fun time. I know. I, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I don't like. Um, so some I I'm not going to tell who because he asked me not to, or he or she sorry um, mm. asked me not to. But somebody <laughs> gifted me these tickets. Don't think I'm rich and can afford. A second I was gonna ticket. say. Um, I was gonna say you. You probably used our podcast money to buy second row tickets for that without telling that, us. That's what it is because the whole five dollars we've made off the podcast. Is, yeah, is buying those second row tickets. But um, mm-hmm. um, I I literally broke down in tears when they sent me this gift because Aww. it was so um, overwhelming and so um, it it like. Like, I don't know. I I see the world through a dark lens a lot of the times. I see the dark things that happen in the world. Um, And this was just a truly nice moment that somebody did for me and my wife. So it was just something. And it was completely by surprise. Like, I didn't say. I didn't ask for tickets. I didn't go out. Um, We're just having a conversation. Um. And the person asked me if I was going to the game and I said, no, um, we just, it's Christmas. We can't really afford it. We got a newborn. And then the next day they sent me these tickets and it was just, so if you're listening, big shout out to you, whoever you are. Um, it was very much appreciated. And um, I, it, I've been so excited about this game. I'm so excited to be so close to the field. Um, and be able to just enjoy another OU football game, and hopefully, and and it's even more special because it's Bob Stoops. Like, yeah, get to see Bob Stoops in person. So, um, just just a big shout out to you, 
Um, you know who you are if you're listening. Um, big thanks. Um, so I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I will try to go out and have a lot of fun for you guys. Um, and just, um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. That's awesome. That's great. But um, any, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, that's it. Uh, go OU and go OSU, and we'll we'll be back next week to recap those games and hopefully hear some fun stories of Zach's time uh, at AT&T Stadium. Uh, it's not AT&T Stadium. It's the Alamo Dome. Excuse me. The Alamo Dome. <laughs> but I was thinking of the uh, I, I do have fun times at AT&T. LSU game. I had a not fun time watching a game. In, well, I was on TV. I was not on TV. The game was on TV. Uh, clearly, I'm not over it. Um, anyway. Well, and at it's the Alamo Dome. weird. You were in Dallas that weekend. I really thought you were going to the game when no. you texted that you were in Dallas. And well, I, like, I, yeah. I planned the, it was Lacey's birthday weekend, and I planned it like before football even started because um, there was a comedian that was going to be down there. And I planned it for that weekend, not even, well, I mean, I assumed OU would be there. I did. I had no idea that OSU would be there. Um, and what are the chances that OSU would be there and OU would not be there, you know? So it was kind of a birthday thing for her and I didn't get to go, but I'm kind of glad I didn't know. Yeah. Well, would have been bad. Uh, well, yeah, that'll do for this week's uh, episode of the Oakland oh, Sports Bros. I have one more thing to say. No, it won't do. No, never mind. Brian's got something else to say. I'm so sorry. Had Christmas with my uh, family this week and my brother uh and his family live in uh norman and they were here and a couple of my nephews said they listened to the podcast so damon and luke uh and cameron and henry if you guys listen to um just wanted to shout you guys out and appreciate you guys for listening yeah big big appreciation for everybody who listens to the podcast and especially if you've listened through this episode there were a lot of picks this week and a lot it seemed like a lot of uh kind of a lower energy podcast than what we're normally at. Um, so a lot of uh, thanks going out to all you guys. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody um, who has supported us. And even those who don't support us still Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Hmm. And hope you guys have a happy new year. Uh, safe travels to everybody who's traveling to their family and stuff. And um, we will see you guys next week after I have gone what was it like 17 games 17 and 0 yeah i think so. seven, 16 17 something like that we'll see so after i've gone 17 and 0 this week um we will see you guys next week on the Oklahoma Sports Bros podcast this is Zach Kobler see you guys see you in 2022 see ya park always waits like an extra long time to say see ya and it's it's awkward at that point it's all right. I'm awkward too. I embrace it. Okay. See you guys. See you next year. Bye. That joke. <laughs>